Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. And it is Memorial Day weekend, I think. It seems like the quarantine has me so mixed up that Memorial Day weekend kind of snuck up on us. And ta-da, here it is. But in the forecast, we were supposed to get a whole weekend of rain. And as I look outside right now, it is beautiful and sunny and I am ready to go outside and get a little sunshine. Um, I have my windows open and the horses are ripping around and the cows are bawling and making noise. So if you hear some background sounds, I live in the country and I've got my windows open today. Um, let's see, what do I have going on at Coaching with Dr. Heidi? I have a huge announcement Huge announcement for me, maybe not a huge announcement for you guys, but about two weeks ago, I decided to um, retire from healthcare completely. I know last fall, you knew I, you know, kind of had retired, but was still seeing uh, patients two days a week. As of the end of the month, I am officially toxic relationship awareness and healing. 100% of the time. And I think what kind of pushed me into that was this shelter in place. Um, I have loved being a chiropractor. I will miss my patients. No offense to anybody listening. I will not miss healthcare. Um, so I've had a lot of brain activity over the last couple weeks and I am so excited that I finally took the step and made the decision. And I have to kind of compare the decision to other decisions that I've made in my life. But I feel like I put it off for so many reasons. I put it off because I was feeling guilty. I put it off because I was worried what others would think. I put it off because how it was gonna affect my patients that I had been taking care of. And I put it off because what if the next thing doesn't work? Does that sound familiar to any of you thinking about making big changes? Um, three weeks ago on my way to the office, I just decided I was done. I thought, you know what? There's a chiropractor on every corner in every town and I can get my patients a really good doctor to replace me. But I am not sure how many people are actually doing the toxic relationship programs the way I'm doing them and I feel like the need there is much bigger. So I have put off this decision for almost a year actually getting both feet on the same side of the line and I decided literally driving into the office one day that I'm doing it right now. And I'll tell you it reminded me so much of when I made the decision to exit my toxic relationship I put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. And the day I decided I was done, 
And I have been so excited that I finally made the decision that now I can't wait to just get focused and organized and just get everything going in the same direction for the first time in a really long time. So that is my news. So there'll be probably some good um, changes coming in the way I am able to do things. I'll expand my time availability. I think the events are going to increase probably coming in 2021 because we don't have a lot of control over that right now. But that being said, the conference is still on and the state the conference is being held in has pretty much opened up. So uh, tickets are on sale for the 2020 It's Not Normal, It's Toxic National Conference. It's going to be held September 18 through 20, and it's held here in St. Louis. Uh, the actual specific location is not given out until you pay for and register. That is for the safety of those attending, obviously. So if you are thinking about wanting to attend one of my events, this may be the only educational event that I will get to put on in 2020. Um, it's two days, all education, but the very best part is you get a hangout with me and the people who've helped get me here, um, which are you guys. So if you're looking for meeting some of the people that are in the Strength Within group face-to-face, -face, if you've been corresponding with them or if you've just seen their names, many of these people are going to be at the conference. I'll be at the conference. The staff will be at the conference. The people who've really supported me are going to be there. So. If you're looking for some in-person support, the conference is a great way to meet people. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, for all of you listening, I don't know what platform you listen to my podcast on, but if it has impacted your life or you found value in it, I would appreciate some ratings or some reviews. Um, I don't ask for them very often, but for now, for people that are coming and finding the podcast, it really helps for them to be able to read some reviews and, and get some information about what others that others have listened to have gotten out of it. So even if it's just rating me on the stars, you don't necessarily have to write a review, but if you have two seconds when you're on whatever platform it is you listen to me on, I would appreciate if you would just bop on there and give me a rating. That would be great. Um, the other thing I wanted to announce, we have the online program. The Freedom Me online program is my entire program in a written self-study form. During the course of the shelter in place and the quarantine, we have had a half price coupon code for that. And it's virus 2020, so it's V-I-R-U-S 2020. That gets you half price off the $3.99 program. Um, going into June, um, that half price will it will stay on that code, coupon code will be good through the end of June, but I am also offering people to do a month of my private. And again, I did change that up from last year also. You're now able to do month to month. So you're not making a four month commitment or a six month commitment to work with me. Not that working with me for six months would be the worst thing you've done, but it's just a lot of commitment and it's a lot of finances for you to commit to when you're trying to make huge life decisions. So now you're able to, to do coaching by the month. And then when you're ready to stop or you need to take a break, you just, we just cut the payment off. And then if you ever want to start again, you just do it again. But between now and the end of June, anybody who does the one month of the private coaching with me is going to get the online program with it. 
So um, the online program is normally $3.99. So with your coupon, it's half off of that. But if you want to do a month of private coaching, let me know because I am going to include the written program with it, which comes to, I mean, I don't know what it comes to total, but it's a really good advantage because you've got it in front of you written and we can go through it while we're on the phone. And so then when we're between calls, you have time to study. I can give you homework. There's just, it makes it a lot more um, beneficial. And I think you move forward faster if you have that, you know, in front of you as well. So for the month of the rest of this month in the month of June, if you would decide to do a month of private coaching with me, I'm going to include the written program as well. So, so you'll have that for the rest of your life and you can use it as you need it. Um, I think that's probably all I was going to announce. Uh, right now, the $25 off the private session is still in effect to until the end of June. So if you've been thinking about doing one private session or a consultation, or you're wanting to go over maybe the toxicity profile that you took, if you want a little more in-depth results uh, on your results, use 25 off code for $25 off of your first private session. I have been getting a lot of people asking me to do podcasts on different subjects. If you have asked me and you haven't heard it yet, here is my dilemma. I have questions that come in through Instagram and come in through Facebook and come in through the website and people text me and I have not been smart enough to just write them down when they come in. So then I have to think, okay, where was that request from and who sent it to me? And I have to dig back. From now on, as they come in, I promise I will write them down. But if you have sent me requests for podcast topics, don't feel bad by sending them again. Because with the business changing and this other stuff I've got going on, especially with the shelter in place, I've kind of misplaced some of your podcast requests. That just shows that I'm human, just like you. Um, so I would appreciate it if you'd send those back to me. The one uh, request that I'm going to try and touch on today is one that many people have asked me about. And I think the only reason it's been put on the back burner is something um, bigger or more urgent has popped in front of it. But as you know, if you're in the Strength Within group, which is the support group I run on Facebook, very positive, encouraging group. It has grown exponentially in the last couple months. But it is a place where you can meet other people who've been through or are going through the same thing that you are. But in that group, we have way more than just those in intimate relationships and just those in marriages. We have people with toxic coworkers. There are people in there seeking answers to toxic um, friend circles and social circles. And we have a lot of people in there that have toxic family members, whether it be immediate family members, distant family members, or possibly in-laws. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So it's a very broad subject. So I may end up having to follow up with more specifics in a different podcast. But what I want to talk about today is, is blood really thicker than water? We have heard that a thousand times in our life. Blood's thicker than water. Stick with your family, right? If you are an adult or if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling with relationships now, I want you to think back about your upbringing, okay? And this, again, this doesn't fit everybody, but think about your upbringing, okay? Think about what was normal. 
Because some people grow up in a normal household and some people grow up in what we call a, quote, dysfunctional household. So think back. You don't really know the difference, do you? Because whatever type of household you grew up in became your normal. So what really is normal, right? If you've lived in a toxic situation or an unhealthy environment for a long time, you don't know the difference. It's completely normal to you. So no matter what it is that you've grown up in, it's going to seem normal because you adapt to that behavior. We are what we've lived. Anybody who's been out of this toxic relationship or out of a toxic marriage, you know when the triggers pop up, you are what you've lived. It is 100% evident. We see it every day in our everyday life. So if you grew up in it, how were you supposed to know it's unhealthy? You know, they say that they love us. They're our parents, they should love us. They are our siblings, they should love us, right? So if that's what you've grown up in, why would you question any difference? Parents love their kids. That's just how it is. Parents have kids and they love them, right? So of course, you're supposed to feel safe there. But I'm, I'm here to tell you today that this love is not a cover for emotional abuse. It's not a cover for domestic violence and it's not a cover for sexual abuse. The word family is not an excuse for emotional abuse, for domestic violence or for sexual abuse. The word loyalty is not a excuse for abuse. Abuse as it sits is any behavior that is used to control another through various tactics. Okay, and that can be violence, we all know, but it can also be tactics like manipulation, tactics like making you feel guilty, tactics like making you fear something. And that could be your physical safety, but it could also be fear of disappointing, fear of making people angry, fear of causing conflict, fear of criticism, tactics like humiliation, Tactics like intimidation. You know, all of those things, manipulation, guilt, fear, humiliation, and intimidation, they are all forms of, I'm going to say it, emotional abuse. So if you have been raised in an environment where there was manipulation, guilt, fear, humiliation, intimidation, criticisms, comparisons, name-calling, belittling, deflection, anything like that, you have been exposed to some type of abuse because people who are using those tactics are using them for some self-centered need or some self-centered benefit. They, they, will emo they will instill emotional abuse by using mean words, by using loud tones, constant criticisms, comparisons, repeated disapproval, Refusing to ever be pleased. Refu refusing to ever accepting you as you are. Sports is very evident in, in a household where there is, whether it's mild, moderate, or severe emotional abuse, take your sports teams and take your activities and take your competitions. Because it doesn't matter if you win first, if you miss the last layup. They're going to disregard the fact that you won the game because you missed the last layup. So that's the feeling of never, ever 
being pleased and never ever accepting. So if you've been raised in a situation like that, you've been exposed to a certain type of emotional abuse. Now, many of you are sitting there thinking, well, that happened to me all the time and I never classified it as abuse. Of course, nobody talks about abuse. When, I, when somebody hears what I do, they look at me like, are, are you kidding? Who wants to talk about that all the time? Who wants to talk about it at all, let alone all the time and on a podcast and on Facebook and with your clients? Like nobody likes the word abuse, so we shove it under the rug and we call it something different, right? Just because it's family does not mean it's not abuse. The other thing that I, I try to explain this, and I don't know if it comes off clear or if it comes off fuzzy, but you have toxic people in your life. Let me start that over. The toxic people in your life are only toxic to you because they're close to you. Somebody who's not close to you, even if they have toxic traits, their toxic traits aren't going to affect you unless they are in your immediate circle. So that if you have toxic people in your life, they're not the check the checkout lady at the grocery store and it's not the person who fixes your car Tox, i mean those people might be mean but that's okay cuz you can leave the grocery store and as soon as your car's fixed you leave the toxic people that are in our lives are the people that are closest to us because otherwise we wouldn't know the toxic traits and they wouldn't have an impact on us but we feel guilty or we feel like a bad person for thinking that we can take family members out of our lives why do we feel guilty about that? Because they're family, right? Blood is thicker than water. Blood is thicker than water. Take the Dukes of Hazard, man. That family was solid. I don't know why that popped into my head, but I just, you know, there was, there was cousins and there was Uncle Jesse and there was, I think they were all cousins, but they were always fighting for the family. And that's how you were raised. You heard things like, the strength of a family lies in the loyalty that they have for each other. Family over everything. Always put family first, right? The world does not love you like your family does. Being loyal to your family is the greatest virtue you can have. Don't give up on your family because they're not going to give up on you. We hear phrases like that all the time, which immediately makes us think, this is our family. These are the people that are closest to us. You know, those are all of the happy thoughts. So how could it possibly be bad? And how could our family be bad for us? And how could they be toxic? And how could we ever consider taking them out of our lives? But there's another quote that comes to mind when we think about this. The saddest thing about betrayal is that it never comes from your enemies. It comes from those that are closest to you. So why is it so hard for us to see that there's betrayal and that there's mistreatment and that there's abuse? Because it's our family. Growing up in environments like that train you to allow it. And when you allow it, it goes unrecognized. Because from the very beginning, you've seen it. From the very beginning, you've heard that loyalty and family is all there is. Toxic parents use negative messages to make the abuse seem like not abuse at all. When really, it's control and power or getting what they need. 
But because they've molded you from the beginning, you would never see it as abuse. You would see it as normal behavior. But the way, and I'm going to pick on toxic parents right now. Toxic families instill certain messages, okay? Messages that we hear like, I don't care how you feel about it. I'm the mom, that's why. We've all used that, whether it's toxic or not. But messages like, shame on you. You are not good enough. This is all your fault. You mess everything up. This one, this next one will instill guilt faster than anyone. I have given up everything for you. Of course I love you. We're family. Why would you think I didn't love you? Of course I love you. And then the all-time famous, grow up. Those are negative messages that are instilled in toxic environments. And we hear them over and over, so we don't see, we would never consider that as abuse as we're growing up through it, right? And again, reminder, we all have toxic traits. So we've all probably said these phrases occasionally, especially when raising children, but it's when you see it in a cyclic and repeated matter, manner that is for the desire of the self-centered needs of the toxic person. There's also unwritten rules that go along with living in a toxic environment. No feelings are allowed. That might not be said, but you figure out very quickly that you are not allowed to be happy and you are not allowed to be sad and you're not allowed to express your feelings because that's the way it is. Your feelings don't matter. How do you know that? How many times are you told, don't cry, stop crying, you better quit crying or I'll give you something to cry about. And again, those are phrases that as parents, we've probably all used them. But if you think about them in the view of abuse, you learn by these rules. You learn to be one step ahead of conflict all the time. You don't want the household upset. That's where you live. That's where you're supposed to be safe. That's where you're supposed to be able to feel relaxed. So you learn very quickly, fix it before there's conflict. You also learn very quickly that we don't talk about the things that go on in the house outside the house. What happens at home stays at home. So as a child, because the family loyalty and the family means everything and nobody loves you like your family does, you learn not to talk about the things that you might be questioning at home. You hear, don't talk back. That's a phrase that is used for respect, but it is also a phrase that can be overused for the wrong meaning. Because really, as you grow up, the don't talk back translates as don't stand up for yourself. The other one is don't question me. Don't question me. So then even if you're feeling like something might not be right, if you're not allowed to have feelings and you're not allowed to talk back, which is stand up for yourself, and you're not allowed to question, that becomes normal behavior. So you learn these rules. The ones that, that always be on your best behavior. Don't embarrass me. Respect even when it's not earned. You respect me because. Now, again, there's a fine line because obviously parents deserve to be respected, especially loving parents. But respect is earned. 
Respect is not demanded. It just, it does not work that way. It's the same thing as trust. These, these unwritten rules that we hear, we carry forward into our lives. We take everything we learned in our original home or original environment, or if you've been in a longstanding marriage, the same thing happens. You learn by this set of unwritten rules, but you learn very quickly that there's consequences if you don't follow them. So things like you're not good enough, you're going to translate that over into always feeling like you're not good enough. And you're going to do that by everybody in the listening to this is going to relate. Being a perfectionist, fixing everything perfect, overachieving, working harder, trying to be the best, staying on the treadmill for approval and acceptance because you've heard all along you're not good enough. So you've already been conditioned to assume you're not good enough and you're always going to fall short and you're going to be the one that just misses the mark because you have been conditioned to the unwritten rule that you're not good enough. You're going to desire a connection and approval with people because when you're raised in a situation where there's a toxic parent, even if there's one parent that is uh, that loves you unconditionally, you are always going to strive for the approval and the pride from the toxic parent. So that desire for that connection and that approval is going to keep you in relationships and situations and job places that are not healthy for you and you're going to stay way too long because you've already been conditioned searching for that constant desire for approval. You're going to not want conflict because you learn very quickly. Fix everything before the conflict shows up. And you're not going to want to hurt others because you are trained that you're not allowed to hurt anybody because this has been the family. So you're very scared to stand up for yourself in case you hurt others. You don't want to make other people angry. So you're always going to back off. You're not going to give your opinion. You're not going to stand up for yourself for the fear of making other people angry because that's what happened in the environment that you grew up in. If you didn't act just right, if you weren't being just right, somebody else got angry. And then it reverts back to everything is your fault. So you walk very lightly to not make other people angry. We become intimidated by successful people or people that appear successful. Nine times out of ten, the people that we think are successful are putting on the dog. They're probably really not. They're probably just acting like they're not. They're exactly like you. But because of your upbringing and hearing all of those negative messages growing up, we become very intimidated by people that we should not be intimidated by at all. We will grow up taking the blame for all of our problems, but we will never take responsibility for all of our successes. We'll take the blame for our problems and we'll accredit our successes to somebody else. And we learned not to stand up for ourselves by the phrase of don't talk back. So when you get into situations where you need to defend yourself, you're going to back down because we're not supposed to talk back. So we give in to others' needs and opinions because we were trained not to stand up for ourselves. Our personalities were never allowed to become independent. A toxic parent or a toxic person is going to control as many people as they can. So 
it will start with controlling the spouse. They may control a friend or two, but as the kids in the household grow up, what happens when a teenager grows up? They find, they start finding their independence. They start pushing the boundaries. They start developing their own personalities. Well, that is a threat to a toxic person. So you're never allowed to become independent. Toxic parents are going to pick your profession. They're going to pick your college. They're going to pick the sports activities you're in because you're not allowed to be independent. You are there solely for the purpose of control, power, attention, and admiration. But you would never know that because these are your parents and they're supposed to know what's best for you. We're not even sure what we want. We're so often, because we're so often disappointed as children, we don't even set the bar very high. Toxic parents and toxic people are very good at making promises and then taking them away. Hey, if you do this and you do this just right, we're all going to go camping. Well, if you're setting somebody up to fail, they're probably going to fail. So then when they fail, oh, we're not going camping because you didn't do that just right. Toxic people set you up to fail so that you feel bad about yourself making a toxic person feel better. And the saddest part of this is, regardless of who they are, even if they're your parent, you are in their life for control, power, attention, or admiration. So we stop asking for things because we're so used to being disappointed or we're so used to being turned down or we're so used to doing without because we've been punished. So we stop asking for things. And this was one thing huge for me when I left my toxic relationship. I did everything I could to do everything for myself and everything for the toxic person in my life and trying to protect my kids. 10 years into my marriage that I'm the man that I'm married to now, I will still think twice before I'll say, before I'll send him the text, hey, can you grab me a bottle of wine? Up until about two years ago, I would process, well, even though he has to drive right by the store that sells the wine, maybe I shouldn't ask him because I don't want to inconvenience him. Maybe I should just get in the car, drive up there, get it myself so I don't have to ask. So then what do I do? I ask and he says, sure, it's right on my way. How many do you want? But it literally took me almost seven or eight years to learn that it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask for help. 90% of my clients that were trying to get out of a toxic situation are almost as scared to ask for help as they are to leave the situation. You are so conditioned that nobody helps you and you have to do it all on your own that it makes you feel bad asking for help. I'll tell you right now, there is people out there that are willing to help if all you do is step over the fear and ask them. So back to the question, is blood always thicker than water? No, sometimes we've just been trained to think that blood is thicker than water so that those needing to feel the control and power are secure with themselves. The family loves you more than anybody. Really? Why don't you talk to somebody who's left a toxic family and found a really good spouse and have a healthy family. You need to realize that family or not, you are allowed to remove any, anyone from your story that does not fit. This is your story. This is your life. If they are adults, they're responsible for their own behavior. Are you going to feel guilty? Probably. You are allowed to leave anybody else's story that you don't fit in. 
Are you going to feel guilty? Are you going to feel obligated? Probably. But that doesn't discount the fact that you are still allowed to take care of yourself. When they are supposed to love us, we trust them. And when we trust them, we believe that they love us. But toxic people don't love the same way we do. We love for acceptance. We love for affection. We love for intimacy. They love for control, power, attention, and admiration. And if they don't get it, what do they do? They take their love away by instilling control and power. Toxic people, regardless of who they are, how they're related, what role they play in your life, they all operate the same. They all need a constant supply of control, power, attention, or admiration. And if you're not supplying one of those four things, you will not be in their life or you will be in their life with very high conflict and chaos. Regardless of the fact that they're family, you are not obligated to remain loyal to somebody who is treating you poorly. Now, here's the big question. I feel so guilty because if it wasn't for my parents or if it wasn't for my mom or if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't even be here. Did they give you life? Yes, they absolutely did. But there is also large parts of your life that they took away for their own self-centered needs. So even though leaving, changing the dynamic, cutting a family member out, you are allowed to change any relationship that is not healthy for you, family or not, it's your turn.